Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and what a special treat we have for a team list Tuesday for round 19. We've got the three-man booth back to my left, the defending premier of our super coach comp, the, the Tom Waterhouse of our group. It's Chris. Chris, mate, how are you? Good to be back. It's been a little while, but, you know, happy to be back on the potty. Thank you. And the other man to my right, Mr. Number One Pick himself, the guy riding from the bottom to the top of our comp, James Tedesco, Reese Walsh, the two best-looking fullbacks in the comp is in his team. It's Ryan. Ryan, how are you, mate? Good. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me back on. No worries, boys. It's been a while, so it's been a pleasure because we've got me and Chris always on the text messages, you know, on a Tuesday, you know, lackluster, TLT, not sure what to get. We've got some spiciness tonight, boys, so let's dig right in. We've got, it's the first game on Thursday, Parramatta and the Raiders at Seabar Super Stadium. For Parramatta, a huge out. Mitch Moses uh, obviously rested last week, has the fractured back, so he is out. Jacob Arthur will be halfback again this week. Junior Paulo backs up after his origin, so Marada Neocore moves back to the bench. Bryce Carrara dropping out altogether. Tom Obercheck is out of the side, so Will Penasini takes his place in and will make his debut. And Blake Ferguson has been recalled to the wing at the expense of Hayes Dunstar. For the Raiders, Jack Wyden is signed with a rib injury. And very unfortunate news, young gun Xavier Savage, who had an absolute blinder last week, is out for the season. So he has a shoulder injury. So that moves Rapana to fullback. Harley Smith-Shields comes to the wing for his first game of 2021. And Matt Frawley moves to 5'8". Ryan James has been dropped to the bench. Matt Tomoko is the new face. And Elliot Whitehead uh, remains sidelined. Chris, I'll throw it to you, mate. A lot of interesting changes there. What really piques your interest there? Uh, we'll start with the Eels. Uh, definitely good to see Blake Ferguson back. I, I was pretty surprised to see him back. I thought Brad Arthur would have kept Hayes Dunster there, you know, the young the young winger. But, you know, it's good to have that veteran there to provide a bit of experience. Um I, I like seeing Jake Arthur there. I know with Mitch Moses news with, you know, his back injury, but I'd really love to see Dylan Brown, you know, take that step up, you know, watching the game last, last week. I, it was very surprising to see Jake Arthur do quite a bit of, you know, a kicking, you know, trying to take on those fifth tackle plays. Um, over to the Raiders, man, it's a, it's a big out with uh, Jack Wyden, you know, um, Sam Williams and Matt Frawley doesn't really, you know, pique my interest. And definitely, you know, Jordan Rapana in that sort of fullback role. He's he's not really known for that sort of playmaking skills, which we, you know, have accustomed to a lot of the fullbacks these days. But it'll be good to see him, you know, thrive back there, hopefully. 100%. And Ryan, I guess, looking at both sides here, from a super coach perspective, is anyone really picking your interest in this game that would be sitting on the waivers or, you know, that you'd be looking to make a trade possibly? Um. I don't really want to take anyone from the uh, Canberra side, to be honest. Um, losing Savage at the back, you know, they probably lose a lot of um, X Factor. So I'd be looking into the Eels side. Um, the one that I would probably have a look at is maybe Will Penasini, you know, new uh, new kid on the block. So we'll see how he goes. I think everyone else is already taken. Um, other than that, not really. Not really from my side for our, for our super coach. Yeah, and Chris Virgo, obviously, like you said, he is back in the squad. He is averaging near a 60 this season. Had a couple of, you know, a good start of the season in his try scoring. Any interest there? If you were the first waiver in our in our comp, would you go uh, first round waiver on Blake Ferguson? Or do you think his time in first grade might be a little bit fleeting? No, I'm still, I'm still going to put him number one waiver if he's on that sort of waiver list. Um, 
with me, my success in my sort of center wing position has always been the high work work rates, um, getting most of their sort of points through base stats. You know, you look at the Brian to- or the Daniel Tupo and Corey Thompson, which are in my team. You take a look at Ferguson's uh, hit up rates. I believe he is second. He was second behind Brian Toto, so he was doing a lot more runs than even Corey Thompson. Um, didn't have the try scoring, you know, fiat that you know Corey Thompson has, but he's playing in the side of Eels. He's, he's bound to score at least a try, you know, maybe a, a cross field bomb from Jake Arthur. Uh, super coach wise. Now, I think this has sort of coincided with the Raiders sort of, you know, coming back into form. I think it's the way that they've sort of shifted Josh Hodgson to the ball playing lock. You know, I think maybe about 20 minutes into the first half and bringing Tom Starling on. Last two games, I think he's hit almost 50 to 60 minutes, Tom Starling, playing hooker, and he's been doing extremely well, you know, super coach-wise. So he's definitely one that I've been watching. And I think also even Joseph Tarpany, you know, a lot of people don't pay attention to the sort of interchange. But, man, he has done so well recently, particularly because he's in my team. I've noticed that he's taking those hit-ups, you know, even harder than he normally does. He's tackle-breaking a lot more, and definitely those offloads there, you know, they're worth their gold in um, super coach. 100%. 100%. In this one, I will give a prediction here. I do think the Parramatta Eagles get up. It will be a bit of a dogfight, I think, somewhere around that 24 to 20 range. We'll move on to the next game, boys. It's the Sydney Roosters taking on the Newcastle Knights from the Sunshine Coast Stadium. For the Roosters, James Esco is back after being rested for Origin. So moves Joey Manu to the centres. Billy Smith retains his spot. So Josh Morris is listed amongst the reserves. We'll be interested to see if there's any news or injury updates with that. Uh, CSO with Takeaho is back on deck in the interchange bench. So he replaces Fletcher Baker. And Angus Crichton moves back into the starting side. So that moves Nat Butcher back to the bench. For the Knights, Daniel Saifidi returns, uh, but Mitchell Pearce remains sidelined with his hamstring injury. Caelan Ponga and David Clemmer have both been named despite failing HIAs. So it'll be interesting to monitor their availability during the week. The other huge change is Lachlan Fitzgibbon has dropped all the way to the reserves. So that pushes Barnett back to the second row, Connor Watson to lock. And Sawasos, who comes onto the bench with Jack Johns dropping back to the reserves. Ryan, I'll start with you on this one, mate. You've obviously got Tedesco. Very interesting option to captain him this week, or do you think there might be a bit of a trap and you're still not ready to back 2020 Tedesco yet? I mean, yeah, I have Tedesco, but uh, based on this year's performances, you know, he hasn't been the same as what he has been, you know, in previous seasons. Um, this week, I'm going to be captaining Garrick against the uh, Tigers. Now, hopefully Turbo, you know, gives him a few tries. Um, but, yeah, uh, interesting to see Josh Morris um, not named, you know, the veteran centre. Um, you know, but I think Billy Smith has done a good job and, you know, Joseph Manu's, you know, reliable. He's, you know, so skillful. So, you know, it, I understand from uh, Robinson's uh, point of view. Um, but from the Knights' point of view, you know, it's good to see Daniel Safidi back for my team. And then, you know, obviously Mitchell Pearce not there. So I still think the Roosters have got this one. It's going to be a close game in my perspective. Um, but, yeah, I think, like we were talking before this, I think Crossland may be an option. I have Clifford already. Um, and, you know, maybe Dominic Young, if he's um, if he's available. You know, he did score in the past few weeks. But, um, yeah, that's all, I think. Yeah, and, look, I think it's very, very interesting, you know. Um, we've been, been watching this Tedesco season. It's obviously... Without Luke Keery, he's one of the premier play, playmakers in the comp. It's, you know, it's a bit of a different, like, we've seen Sam Walker's kind of maturation during this season. A lot of shifting side to side, you know, those lofty balls, not really hitting the fullback on stride that Luke Keery does so perfectly. Chris, 
Tedesco, I guess for the rest of the season, you know, from a classic perspective, or even if you were in a draft league, would you try and really maybe trade high on him for these last couple of rounds and you know, going into the finals? Would you stick firm as a captain? What's your what's got what's your mindset with James Tedesco? Uh, with Tedesco, I he's he's consistent. I'll give him that, but I find that with so many blowouts this year, t- consistency, you know isn't really going to get you that win. You need those sort of high ceiling players, you know, those Tommy Turbos, those Nathan Cleary's. Yes, they have, you know, low, like, you know, pretty high floors themselves. But yeah, Tedesco, I believe the last couple of games, I haven't really been that, you know, if, you, if I was versing him, you know, in, in draft, I wasn't, wouldn't be that scared of him. And like you said, Sam Walker is just very notorious for just throwing that lofting cutout ball over to the wingers. So he's just cutting out Tedesco completely to even um, get a chance to, to make any, um, uh, points but I think the biggest thing yeah like we said Billy Smith being kept there over Josh Morris and I, I think that's a really really interesting play um, obviously you have him Matt like you saw the way he plays what do you think yeah I watched it like when he came over to the NRL it was similar to when Luke Thompson signed with the Bulldogs I was really interested because I heard so much hype so I kind of checked out some of his highlights and some of his games and he's just very solid defensively and in an attack he's very elusive you know I was trying to kind of pinpoint a player who kind of reminds me of, and I kind of got to like, and they're very, very similar players from when I saw them. Willie Tonga, like prime Willie Tonga, where just in defense, he's not going to miss a tackle and he's going to get up in a, in a defend, in an attacker's face. And in an attack, he's just very elusive and can get that, get the arm free, can, you know, wiggle out of a tackle. So I'm really liking what I've seen. Like I said, I, I do have him. Um, I still think, you know, it's not going to surprise me at all. Um, if it comes out that J-Moz has a bit of a niggly injury, they're trying to rest him for the finals. That's not going to surprise me at all if that comes out later in the week. Uh, but yeah, for me, I'm cheering because I think, yeah, if he, if he holds that spot there, um, especially for next season as well, he'll be a very high uh, draft pick. Yeah. I think I think where it's going to be one in this one actually is the second front rows. You look at, you know, both sides, Tyson Frizzell, Mitch Barnett, Angus Cryan, Tupanua. And you look at the halves on both teams, they're, they're tiny, man. So we're going to see a lot of, you know, traffic going their way. 100%. And Ryan finishes out here with this game. Mate. What's a prediction for this one? Who wins? Oh, I'd say Roosters, Roosters by 1 to 12 Beautiful. for me. All right. We'll move on to the first game on Friday. It's the North Queensland Cowboys hosting the Melbourne Storm from Queensland Country Bank Stadium up there in Townsville. For the Cowboys, a few outs. So, David Bowen, unfortunately, an MCL, ACL tear. So, he is out for the season. So, that moves the hammer back to fullback. Uh, Murray Tualangi moves into the centres. And we've got a NRL debut for Kane Bradley. We've also got Helam Lukius back uh, from a one-game suspension. So, he is on the bench. Uh, and Peter Holler makes way there. For the Storm, my absolute darling, Ryan Pappenhausen is back. He is named on the bench. You got Josh Adokart and Christian Walsh also back on deck after being rested last week. Nelson Osofa Solomona also returns from suspension. Dalfanukin had a HIA, so he has not been named. Chris Lewis moves into the starting side. Cameron Munster is also rested. So Cooper Johns um, is the new number six. And Felice Kafusi is also given an arrest as well. Chris, we'll start with you, mate, here. Is this any can you see anything but a Melbourne dropping here, especially with the return of Ryan Pappenhausen? <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly just waiting for another 50 point you know drubbing <laughs> like honestly you look look at the skillfulness and just the ease that they're you know taking out these other NRL sides it's just on one hand a joy to watch but at the same time it's you know it's becoming an expectation rather than you know a, a fun sort of sight to watch um 
uh, Cameron Munster being out may hamper it, but to be honest, the way the the storms have been running this year, it's mostly through Jerome Hughes anyway. So I wouldn't say it's going to be too much difference. Nico Hines, you know, playing like he's been in the NRL for years, and Ryan Pappenhausen, imagine you know tied forwards, he's jumping on, and here we go again. It was just like a couple of years ago when he played off the bench, he'll he'll fit right in and just you know start scoring tries. Wouldn't be surprised if he scores at least two tonight. Yeah, and you know what, I actually. The more and more I kind of look at this lineup, I'm actually kind of thinking towards game day, it's going to be Pappenhausen moving in a fullback and Hines to six to start the game. Mm. Uh, I think that's definitely an option here. So from, from a super coach perspective, you guys asked me in the group chat earlier, you know, am I playing Pappenhausen off the bench? I'm playing him and captain him. There's no doubt. As soon as he's back in my side, he gets to see <laughs> and he's in my team. Right. <laughs> that's it, mate. Ryan, from a Cowboys side, obviously Val Holmes not being there um, hurts, but the, the emergence of the hammer, uh, an interesting uh, play we've got um, Anthony now in our uh, draft has got him. Is there anyone else from the Cowboys side you look at? You know, there's not many on the waivers, but is there anyone here like Drinkwater or Fido that you wish you had in your team? Oh man, honestly, um, not not really. The uh, you know the Cowboys have been so inconsistent this year. They had a little a little you know patch of good form you know earlier, but. You know, I don't think they've um, continued on that consistency. Maybe Scott Drinkwater. You know, I think he's been playing decent. Um, you know, like, yeah, the Hammer, Hammer, surprisingly, you know, I'm not a huge, huge fan of the Hammer. Yeah, I know he's fast, but, um, you know, he hasn't really converted that into, you know, success. Like, I know he, I know, I had his doubts in origin and he scored a try. He did all right, but, um, yeah, and last week as well in the fullback role, you know, he, he played he played decent, but I think against the Storm this week, you know, it doesn't matter who you put there. You know, this storm system's just so good. Even without Munster, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna score like 50-plus, I think. Yeah, and um, just saying that um, Nico Hines, I think, potentially, maybe not starting, but, you know, maybe they move him there when um, Pappy comes on. So, like, maybe like 20, 40, uh, 20, 30 minutes in the game, they might move Pappy on and then Nico Hines is six. Mm. And from the storm side... Um, if I want to pick up someone, probably uh, Tui Karma Kamika, mm. and um, I think I think everyone else is taken. To be honest, so yeah. I think I think actually the whole Storm team's taken. But yeah, maybe Chris Lewis. If I think he's on free agents, I'm not too sure. But yeah, those two maybe. Yeah, and Chris, I haven't had a chance to talk to you, mate, but I am interested in your thoughts here. So obviously, I'll be kind of um, talking every time I talk about the Cowboys on the podcast about next year and Todd Payton obviously getting the best out of his team, but. I'm really not understanding the the half situation. So you got Drinkwater and Deedon, who's already there, and you got Townsend coming up. You got Val Holmes, you're paying a lot of money. You're probably not going to move back to the wing. You're going to play my fullback. And you got the hammer there. Who, who do you think is the starting fullback in the two starting halves for next season? What makes the most sense to you there? Well, if we're going along those lines, I'd go by specialties first. So you bring over Chad Townsend. You have to obviously play him, right? And he's a specialist half. So I'd I'd slap him at seven. I probably would put Scott Drinkwater at six. He just, I feel like he offers a bit more because at the end of the day, Tom Dearden. I wasn't sure who will sign first, Tom Dearden or Chad Townsend. It really depends. But in terms of fullback, it's it's got to be Val Holmes. Like I don't see when Scott Drinker was at the fullback and you compare it to how they played when Val Holmes was back there, it, it's, it was nine days. So I'm going Val Holmes at the back, Scott Drinker at six, Chad Townsend at seven because he's signed on. And then I'm guessing Fido has to beat his time in the centers. 
in my opinion. Do, do you see any any difference to to my choices? No, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It's um, there's just a, some players that just you know I, I much prefer Val on the wing, but you just can't play him there due the money's on and. Um, you know, he can drift in occasionally and, you know, like how two of us checks playing for the Warriors right now, he's playing on the edge, but he can drift in and do what he wants in the middle of the field. I'd like to see that kind of free range for a vow, but Todd Payton will be very interesting. I think these last couple of games, if they lose one or two more here, the last five rounds of the season, I think Todd Payton's really going to start experimenting with his team and keep planning for his 2022 season there. So to be fair, though, I think, like, I know those are very important um, questions to ask. I still think they haven't figured out how to use Tamalola. Like he's doing pretty well recently, but I just don't have that excitement about him anymore. Yeah, it looks like they're playing him for the 30, 35 minutes stint to start the game. And then they're bringing, mm. bringing him on for the last 20. But the problem is, you know, they're in a fight these last three weeks. They're in a fight for that first 30 minutes. As soon as him and McLean go off, the two leading forwards, they get steamrolled. And, you know, I just don't know whether you you know, bench him at the start and then play him a 60-minute stint to finish the game and have that halftime break. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, they do really like... When him and McLean go off, I've been watching it every week, there's just a significant dip in the performance. Yeah, there. like, I understand his point of view, but look, you look at Payne Haas, I don't see the Broncos, you know, doing that sort of resting with him, and he seems to be doing fine. Like, I understand about his concern for burnout, but... It's Jason Tamalola. This guy's a freaking beast. Use him. Don't, don't don't put him in cotton wool. Use him to his best potential. That's how he'll be remembered, you know? So that, that's me. Yeah, and Ryan, I guess oh, just on that point to finish this game, you know, Chris just made the good point there. You know, Payne Haas doesn't get the the rest and the manage, minute, manage minutes, but, you know, if he signs that 10-year contract, um, similar to what Jason Tamalola has, then all of a sudden you've got to think of him as an asset and, do you want to burn him out in the first three years of his contract and then be burdened with the last seven years? It's the, really that that balance of the big contracts. You know, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens if he does get that deal. Yeah, you know, um, you know, I know he's young and he, you know, has a big motor on him. But like you said, if they do sign him, and like with Amalolo, um, you know, you don't really want to, like you say, he's an asset, so you don't want to, you know, get him injured or, you know, have him to retire early during that um, ten year ten year stint. But I think. You know, the game's always changing and you never know. So just use them while you have them, to be honest. Yeah, just make the point. most of them. Like Tamalola can handle it. You know, he wants to do it. You know, if you force him to do something, you know, that they don't want to or, you know, you see that they're struggling, then, it, you know, you obviously take them off. But Tamalolo's played that 80 minutes in the past and he can handle it. So, you know, just just let it happen. Yeah, well said. All That's right, what you're paying him for, to be honest. So, oh, exa- Exactly right. We'll move on to the next game, boys. Uh, it's the second Saturday game from Sunshine Coast Stadium again. It's the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the New Zealand Warriors. For the Rabbitohs, Alex Johnson is out for at least two weeks, suffering a hamstring injury, so Jackson Paulo takes his place. On the other wing, Josh Mansour earns a recall with Tane Milne going to the bench very surprisingly and Braden Burrs dropping out. That makes the way for Latrell Mitchell to return after giving a rest during uh, post-Origin 3. Joy Arrow returns to the bench after serving his COVID breach. Uh, and Liam Knight, who failed his HIA, is not named, but Jacob Host is. For the Warriors, Roger Tulvasic has not been named after suffering a very scary HIA knock last week. Cody Nikarima returns to the starting 5-8 role. Adam Pompey moves into the centres in place of Rocco Berry, who is out with a hamstring injury. Very unfortunate news here. Tohu Harris, ACL, and Wade Egan shoulder both gone for the season. So Jazz Tavanga is the new hooker. Jack Murchie comes into the second row, and Josh Curran will play lock. 
Bunty Afoa and Taniela Okolotu is are the new faces on the bench. Chris, we'll start with you here, mate. An interesting game. You know, the, the Rabbits have a couple of injuries, but we expect them to keep rolling here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Warriors losing, what, Roger Tuivasa, Wade Egan, and Tahu, which is pretty much one of the three, I'd say, best players they've had all season. Uh, I there's, there's just not enough. You know, Chad Townsend caught up very badly in defense because mm-hmm. I, I had him for, like, you know, last-minute pickup, you know, because of DCA being out. And I was watching him so closely. My God, my, my heart just kept dropping every time he missed those tackles. He just made <laughs> such poor, poor reads. It was just not great. Um, Cody Nikurima needs to, you know, really step up. This is going to be basically his team once Chad Townsend leaves, um, you know, for, for next year. But in terms of right now, the Rabbits, you look at that lineup, you see Cody Walker. I'm just going to see more tries out to the wings. It's, it's going to happen. So, Yeah, and I was going to – Ryan, let's go to you for this one. Chris just mentioned Cody Nikarima. The Nikarima from the first 10 rounds, the last 10 rounds, is a significant difference. And there has been rumours that he may not be picked up for next season. Obviously, Sean Johnson has been re-signed to come to the club next year. What do you, what do you think the Warriors need to get Nikarima going? Because he is the little engine that makes this, this make this team go. I mean, I feel like it's been a sort of, you know, sort of consistent story throughout his career. You know, they don't know what position to play him at and, you know, he gets moved around here and there. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's it's hard with the Warriors. They're, they're, they're that really surprising. And I like watching the Warriors play when they're on. But, you know, it's it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I'm not too sure. It's honestly, like uh, Cody Nikarima, good player, but he just hasn't found that consistency. Um, and with Chad, Chad Townsend, you know, I don't think, I think he's still injured actually. Last week when I watched him play, he couldn't move his arm. Um, that's why he was playing so bad. Um, I think he had an AC joint injury. He hasn't had that um, support from um, from the other half. But um, in saying that, last week, I got to, uh, you know, I got to say the uh, Warriors played uh, quite well with the injuries that they had. You know, hats off to uh, Matt Lodge and Adam Fenua Blake for playing the 80 minutes on the in the forwards, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, with three Walsh at the back, you know, he did he did all he he could, but uh, unfortunately they couldn't get the win, and you know, at the end they crumbled. And same as this week, I think with Rabbitohs, you know, pretty much at full power, um, they're going to roll. They're going to roll the Warriors up. Yeah, it was a valiant effort last week, Chris. One more thing on this game here, uh, you did say Ferguson would be your top waiver, but the two South Sydney wingers here are both on our waivers. Any love for uh, Jay, uh, sorry, Mansell or uh, Jackson Polo here? You did say that tries to the wing is Cody Walker's specialty. Any interest in the two Rabbitohs? Obviously, it has to be Mansell. He's taking the number two jersey <laughs> of Johnston. So I'm presuming it's going to be him either off the trails, you know, a little quick quick tap over, or it's going to be a, a cutout. The way Cody Walker does, it's just so beautiful to watch, honestly. I, if, if I managed to pick him up, you know, it would be really good. 100%. And give us a prediction for this one, Chris. Is it Robert 13 plus? Uh, definitely 13 plus. I might even say, like, could be even like a 20, at least a 20 points, I'd say. Yeah, it's fish out. Last game on Saturday, boys. It's Chris's Manly Sea Eagles taking on the West Tigers from Suncorp Stadium. For the Sea Eagles, what a three to get back in. Tom Travojevic, Daly Cherry Evans, and Jake Travojevic all return to the lineup. That moves Ruben Garrick from fullback to the wing. Moses Sully drops to the extended bench. Josh Schuster is in the second row. Um, so that's with uh, the skipper coming back. Kyle Lorden drops out of the side altogether. And Sean Kepi goes to interchange bench. The other change is Josh Alloway is named to make his uh, first start, first 
start from the bench since round eight after returning from a wrist injury. Uh, Kate, Kate Cuss is the man to drop into the reserves there. For the Tigers, 1-17 to 17 unchanged. They had that huge win against Brisbane, so they leave it as is. Chris, you're the manly man, so we'll let you start here. Um, you've got basically nearly, when you look at this side now, without Curtis Sirenen, is that the only man they have out? And otherwise, this t- this is a full strength manly team. Uh, let's let's not talk about Manasi Fainu, but <laughs> dude, Lachlan Croker, man, I, I had my doubts. I, I put my hand up. I had my doubts about him, but my god, I don't know what Desi did to this guy. Just gave him like a <laughs> shot of just like <laughs> hooker directions. Look, he's thrived. But let, let, let's be fair. It, it also coincided when Tommy Turbo came back. Really took the pressure off him to really, you know, steer the steer the, the ship around. But you know what time it is? It's Tommy time, bro. It's Turbo time. I can't wait to see it. 530, <laughs> 5.30, dry track at Suncorp, that hard surface. Ryan, there's no better captaincy option this week. You're obviously going to piggyback off that with your Garrick pick, but Tom Trevojevich, this could be... Like, I actually do think uh, Cleary's 225 could be in some trouble here. Oh, man. This is, yeah, definitely going to be in trouble, you know, with Tommy Turbo. He could, he was close to breaking the record the other week as well, you know, especially mm-hmm. with the uh, the way that the game's played these days. Um, so many so many blowouts, you know, the, the tries are there. So, you know, it's it's not it's not that hard to even get close to that record, especially with his form. And I'm uh, looking forward to... Uh, you know, getting off the back of uh, Jason Saab, Garrick, Foran, you know, Marty Tapao as well. What a pickup from you. Yeah, no, every Manly player, as soon as Tom Trevojevic comes back in, it turns into a really, really good team and a lot of supercoach scorers. Chris, on the Tigers really quickly, obviously two players, you've got one of them and you had the other one, Dan Laurie and Adam Dewey. Two shining lights in this uh, supercoach season for the Tigers. Um, Adam Dewey... I grossly underestimated him at the start of the season. What have you been seeing from him this year and, you know, moving forward? Is he just a gun super coach option moving forward for the next couple of years? Oh, yeah. Like, unlike Luke Brooks, he goes looking for the ball. He's not afraid to really just take on that line and just try and bend it back. But I think after this whole year, I feel like this has fully stamped his role, not as a fullback, not as a center, but definitely as the 5 eighth, where he can get his hands on the ball, you know, what, five tries was it last game? Come on. You know, I know it's against the Broncos, but still, you know, a lot of other halves don't even get near that sort of amount against, you know, the Broncos. So, yeah, I, I think for next year, I'd say if you want to, you know, go along that sort of sneaky pod pick, round two, and I'd say maybe about three for him, I'd say. 100%. The next couple of games, we'll rip through them because, again, that's a 13+. plus. The next one is also a 13+. plus. Panthers versus the Broncos at Suncorp. For the Panthers, Jerome Luai is back. So that moves Matt Burden into the centres. Brett Naden relegated to the reserves. Tyra May retains a seven jersey. Uh, it looks like Nathan Cleary should be, re- be able to return next week against Melbourne. Uh, we've also got um, Api Coruscant that will be in the starting side with Mitch Kenny um, in the reserves. And Viliama Kike and Fisher Harris are named after picking up Little Nichols last week. For the Broncos, Tom Flegler and Jordan Ricky are moved, named into the starting side with Reese Kennedy and TC Rabati moving to the bench. Xavier Coates uh, was um, rested uh, last week and he has not been named in the starting side. He's amongst the reserves, so he will need to come in. Uh, J- Jesse Arthurs uh, drops back to the reserves and Corey Pakes is the new man on the bench. Ryan, 
Panthers here. They got Luai back, Cleary back next week. This is their run, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is this is where it starts for them. You know, um, hopefully, you know they can resume back to the form that they uh, were in before. You know, the past few weeks they've been a bit clunky. You know, without the direction of uh, Luai and Cleary, but you know they still scraped a few wins here and there. But um, definitely with Cleary and Luai back, hopefully they can get back to that form. And for the uh, Broncos, and you know I think they. You know, and the Bulldogs as well, both of them, they've been playing better than what they did in the start of the season. They're definitely getting better. Um, I think Tessie Neal in that fullback jersey, um, you know, is a, is a good option, better than Asako. Um, Asako had a bit of a bad game last week, but apparently uh, Xavier Coates um, isn't going to be selected because he's signed with Melbourne. So mm. that's why he's retained the spot. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a Panthers win for sure. Yeah, and Chris... You had a very fleeting moment where you thought that uh, your Tavita Pengai Jr. on your bench might become a Penrith Panther. You're still holding mm-hmm. out hope there because that would be <laughs> that would be an absolute coup. You picked him pretty late on in our draft. You've held him all season. He's done a couple of good captaincy options for you, but if you now turn him into a starting weapon in his Panthers pack, you might be able to make a very good late charge into the finals. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were some reports of him going to the Panthers, but I'm fairly soon there was a tweet out where they're saying that it, it ain't going to happen. You know, we can only dream, but either, either way, if he was brought over, I'd say at best, it would just be an interchange prop, which I don't think would be kept to option. So. Yeah. All right. Well, again, no need for a scoreline here. It's 13 plus. Second last game of the round, boys. Uh, the Dragons taking on the Titans from Super Seabus Stadium. For the Dragons, Corey Norman's turn to take his little COVID suspension here. So Jaden Sullivan is the new 5'8". Matt Dufty, Terrell Fumayono, Kate Ellis are all returning from their COVID bans. So Matt Dufty moves into the starting lineup. The other two are on the bench. Uh, you've got Toro and Slow. He's been moved to the extenders, even though he had a pretty good game. And so you've had some changes in there. So obviously Jack Bird goes from the centers into the second row. Matthew Fiegi returns from injury. Uh, Braden Williami drops out of the team altogether. And then you have a switch there between uh, Moose Maguire starting at lock, Jackson Ford dropping out of the squad, and Jack DeBellin moving uh, from the front row to the bench in a swap with Josh Kerr. For the Titans, Phil Sammy, Jamal Fogarty, and Aaron Clark are all out due to injury. Rookie halfback Toby Sexton is named to make his debut at halfback. Greg Marzu, um, he returns from the uh, casualty ward, so he takes Sammy's spot. And Mitch Rain will go in place for uh, Aaron Clark there. Chris, with this one, mate, um, probably the hardest game to pick this round. What do you see happening in this one, mate? Uh, whew, I, I'd say, based out of these two teams, definitely being the halves. Um, ben Hunt, out of the the other choice of Ash Taylor, Toby Sexton, and Jane Sullivan, I think Ben Hunt will be able to steer this this team around. So I'm going to give it to the Dragons in this case. Dragons and Ryan, um, you know, a couple of interesting names there. Toby Sexton making his debut. Greg Marzu. And Mitch Rain, some some guys that we know in the Supercoach land, any of those picking your interest this year for a possible play, or are you staying away from the Titans? Oh, um, yeah, I'm staying away from the Titans. I've uh, I've had my fair share of uh, Titan players. I've got Peachy. I had Taylor. I had Tino. I got rid of him uh, to you. So the only one <laughs> I'm keeping is Peachy, and he's still uh, you know, I'm still fifty fifty about him. I'm not sure if I should keep him, but I don't really have a choice now. I've got a few um injuries, so. Yeah, but with the Dragons, um, it's finally good to see Jaden Sullivan get a chance to, um, you know, show what he's got. A lot of um, talk about him, and he's sort of touted as the future of this club. 
Um, so we'll see how he plays with Ben Hunt. I think that would be great to see. Um, I would have been happy to see Tyrell Sloan re um, retain the number one jersey. You know, I'm um, seeing that he, he did he's done well in the past few weeks, and um, you know Matt Dufty signed with the Bulldogs anyway. But I think it's more of a um, decision based on you know we're trying to get into the finals still. So you know I understand that, but it would be good to see a lot of the uh, young guns trying to get um, you know some experience if the our seasons you know if we're not going to make the finals. So um, yeah, no, I think I think the Dragons. I tip the Dragons this week. You know they're my team. So. Yeah, I've gone the Dragons too in a pretty close one. But again, moving on to game day, that might be a late switch from me. But we'll move on for the second time this season, boys. I don't understand. We're not going to spend – I recommend spend one minute on this game, Tops. It's this, It's the grand final we didn't know we needed. It's the Bulldogs versus the Sharks, probably the two most uninspiring teams in the comp. Chris, start us off very quickly, mate. It's surely a Sharks victory. And I guess the question is, do the Will Kennedy and George Sean Johnson owners just load up here and go with the C? Yeah, um, I think moving Talakai in, in place of Britain Okora has been also a really good choice. Toby Rudolph into the forwards. He, he's a workhorse anyways. And yeah, I, I just don't see the dogs being able to overpower the, the shark side, honestly. I can't even go through the changes on this one. Like the guys, you guys can go on NRL.com and read the changes. I just, for the second time this season, this is the last game of the round. <laughs> and I'm not understanding it because that last game on Sunday, I'm supposed to, I'm there with my probably fifth beer of the night. I'm relaxed. I just want to, you know, watch a good game of footy before, you know, I have to start work on Monday. And I've been served up this again. I don't understand it, boys. Ryan, <laughs> why, why am I watching the Sharks and the Bulldogs again? Oh, mate. <laughs> I have no idea, man. You know, it's, it's, it's a Sunday afternoon game. You know, expect some good entertainment, but far out. These two sides have <laughs> been so inconsistent, especially the Sharks. Yeah. Um, you know, a bit disappointing with the Sharks side. Um, but with the Bulldogs, I think they've been playing all right, you know. Against the uh, South last week, you know they did it. They they put a decent effort up. They were leading at half time, I think. So, um, you know, good on to them. But you know, after that uh, Lachlan Lewis incident, um, you know, <laughs> the momentum sort of turned. So, um, you know, I, I feel like the uh, the Bulldogs are getting better week by week. Um, and with Gus coming over, I think next season, you know, they're looking they're looking better, a lot better with the recruitment they have. We'll leave it there, boys. It's been an interesting TLT. I'm sure our group chat tonight, you know, we'll place our waivers tonight and tomorrow we'll, we'll start talking about some trades and we'll get into the week. So thank you for coming on, Ryan. First to you, mate. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome, man. Anytime. And Chris, welcome return, mate. Welcome back. Thank you very much. No worries. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers. <laughs>